listening to episode 32, chapter 4 of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. I'm Josh Havens. And I'm Chris Lamberth. And we're on a journey to learn what it means to live a lifestyle of discipleship. We're glad you're joining us and hope that as you set aside this time for God, that he would help you grow today in the everyday moments of life. And today we're continuing our conversation with Father Albert Haas. Ordained a Franciscan priest in 1983, Albert Haas is a popular preacher, teacher, spiritual director, and guest on talk radio shows. A former missionary to mainland China for over 11 years, he's the award-winning author of 11 books on popular spirituality and the presenter on five best-selling DVDs. He's currently chaplain at Cedar Break Catholic Retreat Center in Temple, Texas. His book, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, offers a daily path to connecting with God and cultivating a life with Him in which we draw close, listen, and respond moment to moment. Have you ever wondered why you struggle with certain sinful desires? What if I told you that the sinful, or even just the destructive impulses you have as an adult, come from wounds that happened in your childhood? Father Albert calls them the cracks in our souls. And by understanding why these cracks exist, we can become mindful of our weaknesses the enemy uses to tempt us into sin. But by paying attention to these cracks, we can resist the enemy and instead put on the mind of Christ so that we are transformed evermore into his likeness. So this idea of becoming a beloved, uh, returning, becoming childlike, um, this has been a theme with a few of our other uh, guests that we've had, and it seems to be something that's like ever elusive. We we want to become more childlike, like you said. We we learn how to become warriors and and, and have these anxieties. You talk about something in the book that I think might be really applicable for here. You, you you I don't want to give it too much away, but you talk about them as being cracks in our souls. Can you talk about what they are and where they come from? Yeah. So, and basically, that this is this is I kind of stole a lot of that information from the great spiritual writer who just died um, last year, uh, the Trappist monk Thomas Keating. And Thomas Keating says, when when I was on a retreat with him, he said to me, "What you lack in your childhood, or what you think you lack." In your childhood, because perception is reality. So what you lack in your childhood or what you think you lacked in your childhood cracks your soul. And in the adult, that becomes your obsession. And you begin to think you need it in order to be happy. And so, for instance, if you were born in poverty, then odds are as an adult, you are going to be obsessed with possessions. Or if you did not feel loved as a child, whether your parents, your parents might have showered you with love. But if you felt like you weren't loved enough in the adult, you end up looking for love in all the wrong places. So all of these sins that we sometimes commit, whether it be greed, whether it be envy, all of them simply are pointing to a crack in the soul. 
And once you can become aware of the uh, of of your crack, because that's where your weaknesses are, and this is where the devil will always attack. The devil looks for where we are weak, not where we are strong. So the devil will always play upon the cracks in our souls, and that's why I mentioned in the book. This is why this is why we end up when we look at our lives and we take a moral inventory, we see we commit the same sins over and over and over again well that's because that's because they are all originating from the crack in our soul and this is why in the chapter called jesus the electrician i talk about jesus as elect as a master electrician because in the sermon on the mount uh, the gospel of matthew 5 6 and 7 it begins with the beatitudes in the beatitudes and in the sermon on the mount jesus is basically rewiring our thinking and so he's basically saying to us no it's not about possessions blessed are the poor it's not josh it's not about being in control and having power jesus says blessed are the meek it's not about always feeling loved jesus says in the beatitudes blessed are you when you mourn and so the beatitudes the beatitudes and then when you continue on with the sermon on the mount in the beatitudes and on the sermon on the mount jesus is basically challenging us to say there's more to life than the than than what you think you need in order to be happy because that's what the crack in the soul says to me this is what i need in order to be happy and i buy into that belief based upon my childhood what i lacked or what i think I did not lack. So this is really the great wisdom of Jesus as he's trying to rewire us and get us thinking in a whole new way. How can we uh, work to understand those cracks and really find ways to, I guess, heal them? Um, if we continually find that we're, we're sinning in the same ways over and over again, how can understanding those cracks uh, help us heal and okay. move forward? Yeah. That's, been so, a, that's been a personal thing that I've yeah. tried to work through. Well, you're not the only one. Just. <laughs> <laughs> this is something we're all trying to work through. So in the book, in the book, I have I, – I offer an examination of conscience based upon the seven deadly sins. And the purpose, the purpose of that examination of conscience is simply to help identify what the crack in the soul is because that's the first important thing, learning to identify what the crack is. Then once I know what it is I think I need in order to be happy, and again, that comes from what I lacked in my childhood or what I think I lacked in my childhood. Once I identify the crack in the soul, then now I'm stealing something from St. Paul. What St. Paul tells us, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. In other words, Change your thinking in order to change your life. And so Jesus says, if you think possessions are going to make you happy, he says, no, blessed are the poor. As I said, if, if you think power and being in control is going to make you happy, Jesus says, no, blessed are the meek. So how do you put that? How do you put that into practical practice? Let me give you the perfect example. I use it in the book. 
Let's call him Bill. Bill comes home every evening, seven o'clock in the evening. By the time he gets home, by the time he gets home, the kids are already asleep. The wife might still be up. She might be in, in the bedroom reading. Bill wants to relax. And so Bill now has established a pretty bad habit because what Bill does is every night when he goes home, he tends to go to inappropriate Internet sites. And that's a form for him to relax. Well, I offer Bill another another strategy. I say when you get home and when you find yourself being tempted to go to those those inappropriate internet sites, stop, take a breath, and say to yourself, this is not going to make me happy. This is not going to satisfy me. It's going to be fleeting. And if you can do that 90 consecutive times, it takes 90 consecutive choices to form a habit if you can do that 90 consecutive times, you have broken a bad habit and established a new habit. But it takes 90 – and in Bill's case, in Bill's case, you know, he because the habit had been so ingrained in him, you know, he was able to do it maybe for three nights and then he fell. So he had to start all over again. But this is this is this kind of stuff we have to work at because grace – is always being offered. The question is, are we going to respond to that grace? So the grace is always there. It's a question of, am I willing to say yes to it? And so this is what Bill is doing as he's trying to break his habit of, of going to inappropriate internet sites. And you can, you can use that practice on any kind of, any kind of thing. You have a woman who, you know, she gets depressed, and so she thinks she needs always to be happy. So whenever she feels a little bit down, she gets in the car, she goes to a shopping mall, and she maxes out the credit card. Well, next time she's depressed, right as she's going for the picking up the car keys, stop, take a breath, and say to yourself, I can go buy another handbag, but that's not going to make me happy. That happiness is fleeting. So we need to change, as Paul says, be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Or as he says in Philippians chapter 2, put on the mind of Christ. In other words, absorb the teachings of the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount and begin to try to live them out. Yeah, yeah, I love it. it, but, it, it's, it but it is, I have to be honest, I'm going to make, make sure it's very... It's easier said than done because getting to that magic number of 90 consecutive choices it's pretty hard yeah and you might have to fail that many times in order yeah. to get that many wins yeah. eventually and so i love what you said about it takes grace like we have to walk in grace as we're trying to to practice these things yeah. and so yeah. i think that's a very important thing for for people to get and um no i love it because again it's it's extremely practical and it, like you said it's easier said than done it, but it gives us a path forwards and i think knowing those so much in my experience living walking christian life has been misinformation it feels like to me where it's like i just wish somebody would have told me it was going to be hard I was going to fail, 
and that's okay. Listen, there's a one. There's, I, I tell the story in the book, Becoming an Ordinary Mystic, in the introduction. The wonderful story about the great Carmelite Saint uh, Teresa of Avila. She's in a carriage going to one of her monasteries, and the carriage hits a bump in the road. She falls out of the carriage into a water puddle. She looks up to God in heaven and she says, Oh Lord, if this is how you treat your friends, no wonder they are so few. <laughs> yes. so, I mean, but also be aware of the fact, too, that both in defeat and in suffering, this is how we also are shaped in our spiritual formation. I think we need to always remember that, that, e, you know, Paul e, even says where sin abounds, grace abounds all the more. So, so be aware of the fact that, and, and be aware of the fact that we're not meant to be perfect. You know, if we if we were supposed to be perfect, God would have created us computers. So we're, we're not we're not meant to be perfect, but we are challenged each and every day to take another step beyond the ego. To, uh, to use the language of Jesus, to die to myself so that the person that God wants me to be can begin to be manifested in my life. And that's what responding to grace is all about. And that gets hard sometimes. That gets hard. Yeah, that, that definitely does. But there and the is... Part, and, the part of re- and the part of... I don't mean to... Oh, no, go, go ahead. <laughs> but the part, of, part of the reason, the part of the reason, Chris, why it is so hard, I'm going to go back to Josh's point. The part of the reason why... It's so hard is because we want to be in control of our own spiritual formation. Don't let the spirit tell me what to do. Let Father Albert tell me what to do. <laughs> this is a problem for all of us. Yep. And yep. so that's where that, that sense of surrender and acceptance we're called to have, mm-hmm. which is the greatest gift we can give to God because it's basically saying we trust God when you surrender and accept. See, that is such a – normally what I like to ask as my final wrap-up question is what do you hope readers will come away with after reading the book? What transformation are you praying takes place in their lives? But I feel like you just answered it. Um, do you have anything else to add, though, to that? <laughs> oh, no, really. The only thing – the only thing – if, if people take anything away from the book, it is simply this. God is closer to you than you've ever thought or imagined. And there's nothing to get in the spiritual life. Our challenge is to simply become aware of what we already have. We are sitting on the gold mine. And unfortunately, most of us are sound asleep. And so we keep looking outside for some other place, thinking the goal is somewhere else. When in point of fact, we're sitting on the treasure chest. Mm-hmm. That's beautiful. Father Albert, where can people go to pick up a copy of your book and to follow more of your work? Well, so they can go to Amazon.com for, for any of my 11 books. They can go to IVPress.com if they want to buy the book from, uh, from the publisher itself. They can visit my website, which is www.albertofm.org. And there they will see all of my 11 books, my five DVDs that I've published with Paraclete Press. They can learn a little bit about me. They can also see my calendar and where. I'm going to be uh, preaching and teaching. 
Excellent. Well, Father Albert, thank you so much for this oh, conversation. Fun. This, this has been good. excellent. Fun. Excellent. It's been a blast. Like a, you have given us so much. I we're going to be chewing on this for weeks and months In fact, to come. You mentioned Popeyes earlier. I think we're going to get a Popeyes chicken sandwich after this, and right we're probably going to talk about this. They're all sold out. They're all sold out. Not in Springfield. They got them back in Springfield, Missouri. <laughs> Are you for serious? Yes. I did. As a Monday. Yeah. Because <laughs> I just went to Popeye's on Saturday. And there, was big, there was a big sign at the at the one here in uh, Belton, Texas. And the big sign says, don't even ask. We don't have them. <laughs> oh, well, that's great. If they're sold out at this one, I guess we'll have to go and repent. And we'll go back to Chick-fil-A. But <laughs> until then, so. <laughs> no comparison. No, no comparison. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you again, Father Albert, for being with us. We really enjoyed it. It's been fun being with y'all. In his book, Father Albert outlines five steps for overcoming habitual sin that flows from those cracks in our souls. First, we need to become aware of the obsessions we have in life. These often come from a lack or a perceived lack in our childhood. Second, we need to reflect on the thoughts and feelings we have when those obsessions come to the surface. Third, we need to understand the desires that are born out of those obsessions. If you're obsessed with possessions, what possessions do you desire? Fourth, when we find ourselves in the middle of a situation where our obsessions and desires are driving us, we need to take a few deep breaths and come back to the present moment. We need to deliberately remind ourselves that fulfilling this desire won't make us happy. Finally, psychology says we need to make this decision to stop, breathe, and come back to the present moment 90 times before it rewires our brain. So I want to challenge you to begin this practice today. We all sin, and while not all of us have a single habitual sin, we do individually, generally sin in the same ways. So understanding the cracks in our souls and becoming aware of God's presence and God's grace in the middle of those cracks is the path of discipleship. It's what Father Albert calls becoming an ordinary mystic. How can you create a lifestyle of discipleship? Most Christians think discipleship is a program or a few practices thrown in at the beginning or end of the day. But we want to help you create a lifestyle where walking with Jesus throughout the day is not only possible, but natural. And we have a tool that's going to help you do just that. It's called the Daily Growth Journal. It's a guided journal that's going to help you become secure in your identity with God and authentically walk with Him in your daily life. Growing daily in your walk with Christ is possible if you cultivate a lifestyle of discipleship. And the Daily Growth Journal will help you do just that. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Daily Growth Discipleship Podcast. To find out more about Father Albert's work, check out albertohm.org. If you like what you've heard this week, give us a review on Apple Podcasts or the podcast player you use. We'd love to hear from you. And if you want to stay up to date on everything happening at Daily Growth Discipleship, go to dailygrowthdiscipleship.com and subscribe for free. 
You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Spotify.